I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X-Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X-Files today. Allison, um, this is about when I think that the X-Files is just a big trick. Oh, okay. Now, hear me out. Yeah. We've been through seven, eight, nine seasons of the X-Files. Yeah, correct? correct. Including season 10 and 11. Yes. Those are bad. All bad. Like, Very. Like, Really bad. Yeah. Not spooky. No, not at all spooky, just bad. More infuriating than spooky. Constantly infuriating. We are, is this episode three we're into or four? Uh, four. Four. This is episode four we're into. It ain't bad. Right? (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? I don't know. I like, yeah, genuinely... There, I'm gonna go on a whole treatise about things oh. that I think work with this episode, right? It's so strange. It's so odd, and I don't know what to feel or think. And uh-huh. I just, I was watching, and I thought, this isn't my X Files. <laughs> this isn't it. And I just, I don't know. Like, are they hiding it? Are they just like, are are people been like, duh? They want us. Is it like a trial to get through seasons one through seven? Oh, yeah. Like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. <laughs> season 11 or season like six was when we had to put the monkey skull on the rest of the body. Yeah. And uh, season three was when we had to go through the, the ball pit. Uh, and finally, we arrive at the, the, the room with season eight. And it's not bad. It's not pretty good in there. Oh my god. This is like the, the fucking MTV's The Challenge of <laughs> television watching. What's happening? Well, you know, they put us in a big wheel, a big yeah. pedal wheel. We had to run around and unlock a bunch of things to make yeah. a puzzle. <laughs> and, uh. And now we're here. Yeah. Why don't we, why don't we talk about this episode? Okay. I, you know what? I'd love to. <gasps> What's happening? <laughs> Our whole thing is that we hate it, but now oh. I don't know what to feel or think. I know. What, what a paradigm change, huh? Why don't you tell us the the description of this episode? This episode uh, from season eight is episode four. The title is Roadrunners. Here's the description. When Scully stumbles upon a dangerous cult in a desert town, she must rely on Doggett to track her down and save her life. Now, number one, cult. Yes. Love a cult. Love a cult. Number two, very ooky. Extremely ooky. Ooh, it is like, there are holes in places there should not be. Mm-hmm. Number three, the thing I had to wrestle with, and we'll talk about this, is Skin- Skinner. Scully gets kidnapped. Yes. And then rescued. Okay. Yes. Which usually we hate. Usually we hate. Can I, do you want me to go into why I think it works? Because it's so funny because I did not hate this. No, so here's the thing. Okay. Skelly gets kidnapped, but in this episode, the reason she gets kidnapped is because she has gone out on her own. Okay. To like figure something out. And then she, which is uh, something she has done of her own free will. Yeah. She went out without Doggett, without her partner. (laughs) Um, and one would say that's because Mulder has gaslit her into this path of just like going out and doing whatever the fuck she wants because she's used to following Mulder. Yeah. (laughs) But now we're, we're seeing her like do her own thing, like follow her own trail. And that's interesting. Yeah. That's true. And then when she gets 
kidnapped. Like, she gets stuck there. Like, don't... Scully could escape from this place at any time, but she thinks there's someone there that needs her help. Yeah. So she stays to help him. Oh, That's a choice. Yeah. You know, one of the things that gets her in trouble is that the guy then turns her gun on her. She gave him the gun. Yeah. That was a choice. Yeah. And then when Doggett eventually catches up to her and is like you know, saves her, rescues her, which is really usually annoying from a male co-star. He's like, hey, you fucked up. And he's right. That's true. Maybe because Scully has autonomy. Yeah. Yeah. Because we believe that her decisions are her own. Yeah. And it's not, I don't know, do you get the feeling that they're trying to say autonomy is bad for Scully? I mean, usually that's what they're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I mean... I don't know. I it's and we'll get to this at the end, or we can just talk about now because this is honestly the most interesting point. And because I wanted to hate it because Scully get kidnapped, but I didn't. But usually, the reason that Scully gets kidnapped is because of some dumb shit that Mulder's done. That's true. Not because of her own choices. Exactly. Oh. I mean, I think we could go back and look through all the episodes where Scully's been kidnapped, and I think we'd find dollars to donuts that it's not because of a choice she made. Yeah, because she doesn't have choice. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And, okay, okay, well, you're making me feel better about liking this episode, then, and why it was better. Can we start with Large Marge, please? Sure. There is a person. He is on the road. He's got bags. He's waiting for a bus. He's making a phone call. Who is he making a phone call to? His sister. His sister. And he's like, I'm here on the road. I'm in the desert. And so a bus comes, and he gets on, and it's Large Marge. Yeah. From the Pee Wee. The Pee Wee, the very one. How much did Large Marge scare you as a child? Can I tell you? You're going to be upset with me. You've never seen it? I did not watch Pee-wee's Playhouse as a child. Oh, no. This was uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yeah. I also didn't watch that. It's worth a watch because even for, like, the Halloween season, it is worth a watch because it is a Tim Burton film. Oh, okay. Uh, It is this weird saccharine spookiness that is very unique to Pee-wee. Okay. Yeah. It's good. It's weird. But... If you've never seen it, it's uh, Pee Wee is hitchhiking just like this episode, oh. and he gets on a bus, and uh, it's only um, not a bus, a um, uh, what's it called, Mega Wheeler? Oh, a big wheel. A big wheel. <laughs> it makes it sound like she's on like a three wheeler, <laughs> like a like a like a, well, a train, the truck, big. Oh, a a big truck with a thing on the a back, a big rig, a big rig. <laughs> That's it. And he's like, thanks for the ride. And she's like, it was 40 years ago. Oh, shit. When, and then she tells a spooky story. And then she's like, it's me. And her eyes pop out. And she's Large Marge that is a ghost. Anyway. Okay. It's so, very wow. Good. So you were spooked from the get I was very spooked. It, she gave me the Large Marge uh, vibes. I knew that something was wrong. And everyone on the bus was like, weird. Weird. Uh, so he gets on, he puts on his headphones, they get, uh, the bus stops, they get off, and they beat a man to death. They sure do. You know when you get on a bus and everyone's just, there's a vibe? (laughs) Yeah, that usually happens in Vancouver when someone has said something extremely racist. Yeah. And and you get on, you're like, oh, something has happened here. (laughs) (laughs) Or there's been a fight. Yeah. Uh, something has happened here, and I do not care to to find out what. <laughs> Bye. Or one of those Seth Rogen announcements has just come oh, on, and everyone's no. been complaining about it. Oh god. Can we talk about bus seats? You want to talk about bus seats? I want to talk about bus seats. I want to talk specifically about like coach seats. 
Like on coach buses. Oh, the nice ones. The nice ones yeah. with the fancy pattern. Because there is something about like looking at those coach seats that just says like, you're on a field trip now, bitch. <laughs> Wait, you had, for field trips, you had coach buses? Well, it depends where you went. Really? Yeah. God. I had all the yellow, I had the yellow cheese bus with the leather seats with the holes in it. Yeah. The kids stuck stuff into. Well, it, like sometimes you get on, a, you know, get on a coach bus. I have never. If you're going out of town. Never. <laughs> out of town? What? <laughs> like once we went to Shimanus to see the murals. And you, you hired a coach bus. Well, I didn't. You elitist fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I thought, I thought my high school was pretty uppity, but I guess not. Can you imagine what Collins was like? Oh, I don't even want they to. They had to take their private jets there. <laughs> Literally. Okay. So, uh, metal husband, he went to a private school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the field trips was to the Galapagos Islands. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> no. Uh huh. That is infuriating. Yeah. You had to pay for it and everything, but like. Yeah, but yeah. they're at a private school. Yeah. They can pay for it. Uh huh. My field trip was to Wild Waves. Okay. That's pretty good the though. Fucking- <laughs> The funky, shanky, weird, rusty wild, uh, water park on I-5 in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> wild waves. Yep. It's great. Oh, boy. Uh, I definitely got a rash uh, from there. Or the bus that I took. Who knew? Well, that's uh, okay. Well. <laughs> that's bus seat talk. We, we may not uh, share our love of bus seats, but <laughs> here we are regardless. Anyways, a cool murder happens. Yeah, they beat a guy and then they are knocking the other guy unconscious. Because he's like, hey, what's happening here? Whoa, I don't understand. You're doing a murder. There's a real lottery, the lottery situation. There is a very, a very, the lottery so you, vibe. So you knew it was cult-ish. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, now we get to the first hint of this episode being something that I'm into. Scully's in the desert. Mm-hmm. She's at the crime scene. What does she find on a rock, Allison? I don't remember. It's a big pile of jizz. Oh! <laughs> oh, yeah, right! <laughs> Someone ejaculated. Now, she does call them microproteins. Yeah, which, but I think okay. That's, that's a fancy way of just saying someone coomed. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I knew, not only did she scoop this, this, this jizz off the rock, she put it in a Ziploc baggie, and I was, um, I was okay with this aesthetic. <laughs> Just come in a Ziploc bag. Like it a it's better than bag. a sock, honestly. Right? If you're gonna do it, at least self, self it has to lock somehow. It has to, <laughs> like, so, um, I knew we were, I got the feeling we were in for a treat. Yeah. <laughs> Ziploc bag full of gist. Doesn't get better than oh, that, honestly. Boy. Um, so, she is, or the sheriff called her in. Right? Yeah. To, 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 reach, to find out about the murder, to investigate the murder. So she come in on her weekend. Yeah. Which is something that Mulder taught her to do. Yes. But then she doesn't go to the sheriff's office because she goes, she's in the desert and then yeah. she stops to get gas. Yeah. And, um, there's a strange man there. And I will say the one thing that I don't love about this episode, uh, is that all of the, the people in this cult have that kind of vibe that the X-Files has when they're, you know, when they're like, these are hill folk. Well, he says a f- uh, we're just like a few like-minded people trying to keep the world at bay. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, so Scully's the Scully's the Outlander. 
We got a chuddle in the corn, real thick situation here. <laughs> and I got excited. Now, do you want to say it or should I say it? Um, I feel like I should, we should wait till it naturally happens. Okay. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. We'll wait. I do got a little boner though, as soon as I thought. <laughs> we'll, it. we'll edge it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there's this guy, he owns this, uh, this, uh, gas pump, and he's like, oh, we don't have any gas, cause the gas tanker ain't come through like it was supposed to. Yeah. And then he's got a cut on his hand, and she's like, you should put some polysporin on that dude, it's gross. And he's like, are you a doctor? Are you a medical doctor? <laughs> and it's like, how, wh- what is this world where people do? <laughs> Look, I got, you know what? I figured it out though. Yeah. Chris Carter was on an airplane uh-huh. or at a restaurant <laughs> and someone started choking on their like little food packet there, like on a pretzel. And the, and the, and the steward, steward person said, is anyone a doctor? And someone stands up. They're like, I'm a doctor. And they're like, you have to help this man. They're dying on a pretzel. He's like, well, I'm a doctor of marine biology. <laughs> And that man died, Allison. But if he'd been a seal, who, boy? <laughs> Can you do a Heimlich maneuver on a seal? Okay. Can I tell you something about seals that I learned? Why? Okay. Seals in their mouth have all these spikes. What? And they face backwards. What? And, um, and, uh, like they're- Like a fish trap? They're anti-vomit spikes. What? Because- um, because seals, they, when they swallow food, they also swallow a bunch of water. And so the water comes back out, but the spikes stop the food from coming back out. Oh my god. So well, they barf. Yeah. But keep all the food in. Yeah. But unfortunately also now it keeps plastic bags in. Those are nasty. <laughs> That's a nasty. Is that heart, like seals and sea lions? I don't, yeah. I mean, I assume so. I don't know about sea lions specifically. Do you know they got penis bones too? Baculums? Yeah. <laughs> They're nasty. So they are they the nastiest sea creature then? Maybe. Is that like baleen? No, baleen's different. Oh, okay. Baleen's like a broom. Yeah, baleen's different because the um the whales they open their mouth real wide and everything goes in and yeah. then they they it, they push it back out. The water goes through the baleen but the fish stay inside. Oh, it's like a it's like a filter. Yeah. It's like when you try to squeeze water through the little gap in your teeth exactly and you can like squeeze that. it out. Oh, I loved doing that as a kid. So, we got a real fucking Outlast 2 Oh my god, vibe. do we ever. And I was kind of digging it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's in September, we get the spookiness, mm-hmm. we had the little children of the corn, it had a little Outlast 2. And I didn't know if it was going to go goofy yeah. or gross. Yeah. It went gross, Allison. It did. It did go out last, too. <laughs> but there was the part of it where I was like, this is relatable. And I'll explain what, what I mean. Okay. Um, so the guy puts, uh, he puts quote unquote gas in Skelly's tank, but really it's just water. Yeah. And then she doesn't get very far and she walks back and she's like, hey, you put water in my tank. Why did you do that? And he's like, I don't know. Um, but there's an old guy over there. He has a phone. So she goes to this old guy's house. Yeah. And the vibe, like, between Skelly and the old guy and also just the vibe between Skelly and everyone in this town mm-hmm. is like the way that I feel when I'm surrounded by cishets. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the other? Yeah. You feel like the other. Where, you, where but- I'm the outlander. <laughs> <laughs> we have your gender outlander. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> it's just like that thing of like, you know, someone's just staring at you and you're like, okay. okay. And then they're like, but they is plural. And you're like, I gotta go. I can't be here anymore. <laughs> you can't leave. That's how I felt. Genuinely how I felt at my brother's wedding <laughs> oh, last month. Oh, no. Fuck. Yeah, it's a... Uh... That, that, that real good feeling of, of, they don't know what to do with you. Yeah. Or what box to put you in. You're like, no box, please. <laughs> please, no box. And then, but it's like vaguely hostile. <laughs> no box. You have to fit in one. And you're like, no, <laughs> I hate it. Oh, jeez. <sighs> um, okay. Who knew this episode would give us such feelings? <laughs> So Scully uh has ends up having to stay the night because no yeah. one else will talk to her and this guy's phone doesn't oh, work. His his like he's like, you could I have an extra room. You can stay the night. This was a boarding house. And she's like, um, no. I would have slept in my car. Yeah, honestly. Or just died via coyote. I just <laughs> Just trying to make the twenty mile ooh, walk. God. Hi. Ooh, God, no. No, thank, thank you. you, sir. Yeah. But she does just sit in her bed with her gun pointed I mean, at the door the whole night, which yeah, obviously same. is what I would do. Yeah. Um uh and then they're like, We need you to help this young man. And it's the guy that we saw get on the bus. Yeah. And he's very ill and he's having a grand mal seizure. Yeah. And she tries to help him. Uh, so she, it's, it's like a glucose situation, right? Yeah, she thinks that he's, uh, low on glucose. He so, just needs a little, uh, banana. So they, <laughs> there's no, they haven't been bananas here for 40 years. <laughs> so of course Marge has, uh, uh, they're, they're like folksy. Yeah. So, you know, they got the corn syrup. Yeah. What do they do with corn syrup? What does one do with corn syrup? Yeah, you can make some muffins with it. Really? Yeah. Make a corn, that's a sticky muffin. Well, good muffin should be sticky. Is sugar too good for you? <laughs> um, so they give they, he, she kind of like feeds, like spoon feeds corn syrup, which is how I want to be fed. Really, <laughs> not like a fucking hummingbird. And uh, he gets better. Yeah. Um, and we thought we know that he's a like kidnapped. Yeah, but he's not like. He seems chill. Yeah, he seems chill. Until Skelly's like, these people are bad. Yeah. And you should be worried. And also, you got a big hole in your back with a big weird thing in it. Oh, okay. We gotta, mm, talk about this. Yeah. Because this went, this is when the concept of this went from children of the corn. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, a, a lottery, like, sacrifice people. Two Outlast 2 with ooky gross stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was kind of into it. <laughs> like, I was really... So she... Uh, Scully flips over this dude and she's, he's got, like, a softball-sized hole in his back. Yeah. And she squeezes it like Pimple Popper MD mm-hmm. and something wiggles around and she sticks her two fingers right up inside him <laughs> and he says um maybe you shouldn't do that <laughs> and she pulls out like the back end of a grub yeah and i am i'm done <laughs> this is a lot x file yeah it was a lot it was a lot and i was kind of into it and i thought like this is this is spooking me out, mm-hmm. which it hasn't done in a really long time. Genuinely, the vibe 
was very bad, but in a good way. Yeah, it had the right balance of, like, tension. Yeah. And and now I will say this is a Vince Gilligan joint. Oh, is it? So I think he is getting better and on his way to being that Breaking Bad writer that we all know and love. Yeah, he was not great. Yeah, he had some real clangers. Hey, remember the one where they had to go fast in the car with uh, Walter White? (laughs) (laughs) And even Walter White couldn't save it. Oh, that was a rough. That was a real rough one. Um, So now there's a... Uh, there's a tertiary mystery to this. Why they're slugging him? <laughs> Why slug in him? Why slug? Slug is not good. No. It's bad. <laughs> slug and spine, arguably mm. very bad. So, uh, it's mentioned that the murder victim that they found out in the thing, he had, he was younger, but he had like, osteoporosis yeah like he had the spine of a 90 year old yes so we're piecing together this slug guy eats eat eat of the spine he eat the spine and grow yes and why we don't know we'll find out okay attacked on right at the very end right um maybe i missed it (laughs) and um uh, okay so all this time doggett has realized that he hasn't heard from scully and he's trying to figure out what happened to her um and he can i say he's a good investigator He's look. I hate. He was an ex cop, right? Yeah. I hate uh, cops. They all pigs. Yeah. But he got the like rowdy detective skills to save someone. I get it. I will say, after watching nine seasons of this show, yeah, it is refreshing to see someone who is good at their job. <laughs> Dude does like specific detective work. He like does actual detective work. He pieces it together and he solves a crime. <laughs> What? Now, I will say, that is the other thing that I really like about this episode, as opposed to pre-season eight, The X-Files, yeah. as I'm coming to know it, is that Scully, okay, it's all action. Yeah. Scully doesn't spend a bunch of time being <gasps> like, I think this man has a slug in his spine. And then someone else is like, oh, what? A slug in his spine? It's from history, you know? I don't believe you. Well, Here's let me book. prove it. Here's no. Book. She sees things. She, she, all, everything that she does she, is based on what she sees and learns. And touches. And touches. <laughs> but she's not just hanging around spinning theories at someone who doesn't want to hear true. them. And oh. I like that. It's like, it's, it, this episode has fucking cause and effect, which is so important in writing. It's, you're right, because it's like, Doggett is not like Doggett's supposed to be the Scully, right? Yeah. Now. And he's not like, oh, I don't I think that's not that's not deducible about blah 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 blah. He's doing got on his detective work <laughs> and she's touching people's spines. Yeah. It is like balls to wall buckwild and I'm into it. I know. Yuck. I that's I feel these things are positive. And I like them. Anyways. You know we're going to be horribly disappointed next Oh, so, so badly. Um, uh, so she, she gives her gun to the man. Yeah. And <laughs> she does say, do you know how to use a gun? And he says, oh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Just a Rudy Tooty point and shooty, right? <laughs> yeah. That's how you do okay, it. Okay. Well. Uh, and she slips out the window and she goes into the barn. Yeah. Now what I like about this. Okay. Is as we know from all sort of like out in the country cult slash outlast two situations, you never go in the barn. No. Fuck. That's where the bad things are. You never go in the Uh -uh. barn. But what I like about this episode is it doesn't have anyone saying, don't go in the barn. (laughs) But as soon as she goes in the barn, you're like, oh, fuck, she's not supposed to be there. What's in the barn? There's just a big, there's a big bus. Oh, it's just a bus. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, but I just like that it's like, it's, it's, um, it's not overt. They showed it, they didn't tell. Exactly. Yeah. 
<gasps> what do you mean? What? <laughs> so she goes in there, and then um, everyone comes after her, yeah. uh, including the guy with the gun. Literally, this part, they're not fucking joking around. No, they're not fucking around. <laughs> they're going to put that slug in your ass. <laughs> they, they are, it is fucking violent. <laughs> Like, so Marge comes and she, so the, it's, it's, it's the, the, the slug man, the current slug man, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, it's like a double, double trick. Yeah. Cause he's like, you, my, I'm too sick. You gotta help us out. We're gonna transfer the sluggy boy. And he gets on his knees and Marge fucking, <laughs> fucking kills him. It's intense. With an axe, the blood splatters on the bus. They're not fucking around. They are not. Fucking around. The X Files. <laughs> what is it? For once, the X Files is not fucking around. And then, and then, Scully gets the slug right up her butt. And the whole time, she's like, "I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. No, I have a baby in me." That counts, right? Yeah, that counts. So we're this is episode four. Yeah. So it's three out of four. <laughs> okay, here we go. Pregnant chart. <laughs> uh, and then and then we just cut to the next day, and she's yeah. got a fucking hole in her back. Oh god, that's what I like. They're not wasting a bunch of fucking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? We did not have to see this like go into her, which I did appreciate. I did appreciate because it was more horrible that the that scene in the barn was horrid. Yeah, and then it's your imagination connecting the pieces of this how, is good horror. Right? It is very very good. So it in her. It's yeah, it's in her, and she is making noises. Yeah, she's yelling, she's shouting. Wow. Um, Doggett shows up now. Uh. He Douglas shows up and he get he talks to the 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 Marge and the main old guy. Yeah. And he's getting the vibes. <laughs> he's yeah. he's getting he's getting something. Yeah. And uh, so he goes back in the car and he calls it in and he says, "Look, <laughs> this man had a gun in him." <laughs> about this part. This man had a gun in his pocket, and I don't mean he was excited to see me. Which is great, because ultimately, uh, what he's saying to this, like, law officer is, this man did not have an erection. (laughs) Doggett! He had a gun in his pocket, and I do not mean that he was hard. (laughs) Why is that a better line coming from Doggett and not from Mulder? (laughs) Because you know that's something that Mulder would say. Yeah, no, it's definitely something Mulder would say. And from Doggett, it's just like, what? What are you (laughs) you doing? Why are you? Yeah, when Mulder talks about a random man's erection, (laughs) you're just like, fine. But when Doggett does it, you're like, Doggett, why? (laughs) Sir. He also, so he, Scully actually kicks, and this has fucking tension. Yeah. Because Scully kicks a lantern off. And you're thinking Doggett would see the fire. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Because someone else puts it out. Um, how does she, what was the, like, catalyst for her getting rescued? He comes back. Yeah. Right? Okay. So he goes, like, just drives down the road. He calls the police. He's like, bring everyone you got. Yeah. And then he sneaks into the house and finds, and oh, gets her. that's right. And it's like, finally, a competent investigator. <laughs> And uh, he lifts her up and he yeah. carries her out into the... She's like, go to the barn. There's a big truck there. Yeah. There's a big bus. They get on the bus. He makes a gone in 60 seconds joke. He sure does. <laughs> what? Who is this man? 
and he's carrying her. He's got his, his hand on her shirts riding up. He's yeah. got his hand on her rib cage. I'm oh, like, boy. I'm into it. And, um, we're feeling so many feelings. I know. It's a lot. Ugh. And then he tries to hotwire the car and she's like, you gotta cut it out of me. It's oh, gonna get into my brain. Oh my God. And not <laughs> fucking around. Yes, to take his little pen knife and cut her fucking neck open. He grabs the slug. He pulls it out. He throws it to the back of the bus. He pulls out his gun. He gets fires a couple off in a center mess he's like i shot a slug and no no you the cinematography was very good because you have people smashing yeah the they're, they're trying to get in it. he throws the slug on the ground there is a single shot of the slug huh? <laughs> looking at doggett and doggett fires three rounds yeah and then the cult is like well i guess well that's our god <laughs> that's it um, do we learn anything about that? Or is it just like, that's, that, that was it? Like, that was the god, they think. Yeah, okay, so what it was. So he, uh, Scully goes to the hospital, she's all better. Yeah. Um, and then they go, uh, yeah. So what it was is, um, they thought that that slug was the second coming of Christ. Was a baby Jesus. Yeah. Ooh. And they put it in someone. It takes that person's over as like, that's like their body. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the bodies kept die, like becoming sick. Yeah. So they're trying to find someone they could put in that's going to live forever. Okay. That's the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, if there are a few things I could say about this episode that, um, like, you know, I think the concept of hill folk. Yeah. Even in the desert is kind of over, over. You know, it's not always great. Um, and also I think that the, this particular cult could have used more development. I almost think just, like, leave it at Slug Guy and don't explain it. Yeah. That's spookier. Like, where do they find it? Did just, like, a small boy, like, look at this slug. It looks like the baby Jesus. And they're like, I wonder what happens if I put it up my butt. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, here's what I'll say about Skelly and Doggett. Okay. I want them to kiss. <laughs> what? Allison... What's happening? I to don't us? know. <laughs> but I want him to kiss. Are we getting brainwashed? Maybe. Is there subliminal? I just... was this the long game the whole time? Oh my god! Are we gonna like the X Files? Oh god! No. Just season eight. Just this episode. Is just this eight. one episode <laughs> is good, and everything else I'm sure will be bad again. Okay. I will feel com. You know what? I will actually feel more comforted if the next episode we watch is sh- a shit show. Yeah. Because I will feel like at, m- like my feet are on the fucking ground. <laughs> because if the next episode is good, I don't know what to do with me. <laughs> I <laughs> I won't know what to do. No, I'll be lost. I'll be completely lost. Was it David Duchovny this whole fucking time? Maybe. Or just Mulder, just the concept of Mulder? Mulder? I feel like we need a th- like we need to go to couples counseling. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we got a lot to unpack. You want to rate this fucker? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I ran on a spooky scale. One is I take a nap. Five is I'm not going to sleep ever. I'm literally going to give this a four because I haven't stopped thinking about that whole. <laughs> and the vibes were so... Like, the vibes were something that I wanted, like... Because October I watched spooky movies, Yeah. Right? That's the vibe I want. Yeah. That's the vibe. Like, that is the vibe that I got watching a playthrough of Outlast 2 and then again watching this. Yes. Which, obviously, I'm not going to play Outlast 2 myself. No. (laughs) I'm a coward. I'm a big coward. 
Yeah, I'm going to give us a four. And I think that's like one of the highest that we've gotten so far. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I rate on a rage scale. Yeah. It goes from one, which means this is a great episode, genuinely, yeah. all the way to um, first person shooter, which is the worst episode we've watched today. Yeah. I give it a three. Wow. We're just... Is this a gift? I don't... I might be. I don't understand. Vince Gilligan came down from on high and said, I'm a better writer now. <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> Take this. Chris Carter stopped editing my episodes. <laughs> okay. I heard, Allison. Yes. That there is something special you want to share with me and the Space Cadet. There definitely is. And I think we're going to call this Fan Fiction Fuck Corner. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because... Can I deduce it is kind of horny? It is, yeah, certainly. Oh, great. Um, so here's a little backstory. Um, I have my entire life been afraid of slugs. Yes. Uh, we, when I was a kid, we used to go out picking mushrooms in the woods. Uh, and every time I saw a slug, I would lose my fucking mind. Yeah. Because they were just the worst, just the worst thing that I can imagine. Just Correct. so horrible. Um, and so when I was in university, I was taking a 100 level writing course. <laughs> That's where you put out your best work. Exactly. Uh, and we had to write a poem about a memory. And I wrote about my fear of slugs. Okay. So here's the poem. It is titled Frozen in Carbonite Before Jabba the Hutt. Oh, my God. As soon as I saw my first slug, it became a banana behemoth looming over me. I'm two inches tall and I can feel its tongue licking and lapping like a cat. I can't see any eyes, just its slimy head reminding me of things I've seen in the men's change room at the pool. It has some strange power over me hypnotizing me with seeping horror, and now I'm a statue, like it would attack instantly should I wiggle one toe, while really, one mighty stomp of my child-sized running shoe, I could end it with a satisfying pop. Hi, if you wanted your audience to feel things, <laughs> I did. Really? Visceral gross things. <laughs> also, that title needs to be mm, edited. <laughs> need a little you got to workshop that one a yeah. little <laughs> so my um my my teacher uh Carla Funk who was the poet laureate of Victoria Oopsie. the city where I went to school uh-huh um circled the last stanza and uh wrote one note which was too orgasmic question mark was it about penises? Well, it, here's the thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I didn't know that until several years later. <laughs> At this point, I was, like, pretty convinced I was straight. Um, and, and also just terribly afraid of dick. Yeah. Um, and now that I, I know that I'm A, not straight, and B, not a girl, I have gotten over my fear of dick. Yeah. Um, but that was, a, a very persistent thing for me in my youth. This poem is a journey. It, it really is. It's a, or, it is a, it's a, hey, gross journey. <laughs> And I don't know if I appreciated going on that journey. I have to say, when I got that note that said too orgasmic, that was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. Yeah. How about Allison now, though? Now I'm like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah, horny little Allison. You get it. (laughs) You're afraid of sex. It's okay. I'm proud of you. (laughs) Yeah. I've come so far. And now you're writing, now you're writing short stories about fucking, you know, horny ass Mothman. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, hey, if I can plug please, for a second. Please plug this. I have a new novella coming out in early 2020. I'll let you guys know when I got the release date, but it'll be like January, February. Uh, and it is a novella about a mothman, oh. a non-binary crust, crust punk uh, moth folk. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, the Seattle boy who is in love with him but has yeah. no self-preservation instincts. I... I love it very much. You've read it, yeah. It's very good. It's hor- Hey, may I say, it's horn up. It's pretty horny. Oh. <laughs> There's some slugs in this one, homie. <laughs> Do they pop? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's... I want to do predictions. Okay. But before that, I'm getting a little flush because that poem is still making me feel things. Um... What what's a good palate cleanser? Oh, uh, you know what? Um, there's another podcast on the Major Cast Network that you might want to check out. What is? It'll make it? you feel all better. Yeah, uh, it's this one. Have you ever wondered what happens in the Silmarillion? What does Jenko Jean stand for? And how many people can you fit inside of one? And what the gosh darn heck are the ice capades? We found out all about that shit, so you don't have to. <laughs> I'm Liam. I'm Eric. And I'm Big Papa. Nope, he's God Tom. Damn it. We're the hosts of We Are Experts, a show where we speculate wildly about stuff we know nothing about, only to learn what we were wrong about. Doing research, learning things, making our way in the world. And only wasting your time for half of a podcast episode. Oh, welcome to We Are Experts, the world's only short comedy podcast. Every Friday on the Major Cast Network, or wherever you find fine literature. Or podcasts. <sighs> no, still horny. Okay, 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 okay. That's fair. Well, let's do some predictions that'll cool you down. Okay. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Allison, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Your turn. My turn? Your turn. No. No? I predicted this one. Oh, yeah. Acme. Yeah. Oops. You didn't get any points. <laughs> Didn't I predict it was part of a desert setting? You did. Okay. Yeah. Half a point. Okay. So we're half. You're half point and I'm half point. Yeah. X-Files season eight. Episode five? Five. Episode five. I'm typing it in right now. <laughs> Is... I don't even know how to fucking say that word. Invocation? Invocation? Yeah. Well, like a spell. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> you know how Google gives you a little picture? Yeah. The picture's very good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to say this about witches. Okay. I think it's about a coven of witches. Yeah. Um, and they are trying to invoke the name of some god. Okay. So half point for witches. Yeah. Half point for what? Um, For but- like a... Do you think, like, this is God and God, weird gods. Is that going to be too weird? Oh. Mm. You know? Invocation. Maybe they're just summoning something. That might be too much of a gimme. Witches, if you're going to have a witches, this is Chekhov's witch. If you're going to have a witch, they're going to summon something. Really? Yeah. Oh, you think? yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, okay, What's then I want, I think, part? I think I want half a point for it being set in Salem, Massachusetts. Okay, but if it's like Lowell, I'm not gonna give you points. Okay, then Massachusetts. No! <laughs> no! 
Okay, if it's Connecticut, I'm not giving you a point. Okay, fine. Okay, just 100% masshole. He's gotta be masshole. Okay, I'll give it to you. Okay. Okay, Allison, <laughs> if the Space Cadets have real horn poetry that they wrote in first year. Oh, please send it. Where could they send it to? Uh, you can send it to us uh, via email at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's double spelled out, D-O-U-B-L-E. Um, you can also hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Double X-Files. We'd love to hear from you. Um, uh, by now, you'll have voted in our poll as to how you feel about Doggett. Um, but Ooh, we, are we going to have a poll? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's going up uh, for us this week. So. Ooh, nice. But by the time they hear this, the Space Cadets will let us know. Okay. Uh, and uh, excited to hear about that. And... Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a podcast. That's a, hey, that's a podcast. Oh, and shout out to the person who gave us our first, uh, oh. first five star. Well, we've had other five star reviews. Yeah, we've had lots but of But this five star review is special. Allison. Let's, I cannot believe we forgot about this. <laughs> it's such a horned up episode. <laughs> this person left us a five star review. And uh, should I get the exact quote? Please do. It's so important. It's uh, this is a fucking milestone for it us. It is, and I think like we're we're free because of it. I think if anything were to have broken the witch's curse, yeah, this might be it. Um, five star podcast, uh, September tenth, two thousand nineteen. Uh, KG three oh five. Okay, love this podcast. I give this show five stars. They know why. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. We're so happy we could help. Uh, actually, what I like to imagine is that, like, this is someone who's been trying to give us a five-star review <laughs> for so long, and, like, they finally managed to come during the podcast despite us. <laughs> hey, maybe that poem will help. I hope so. Give us another five-star review if it did. <laughs> uh, we love you so much. That actually made my fucking it really was month. so nice oh, thank you it was very very nice of you to come to our voices <laughs> or because of our voices or despite our voices <laughs> thank you so that's the real friends if you come during this podcast or because of this podcast you have to leave us a five-star it's, review i can't stress that enough you know i feel like this was like um like the straw that broke the camel's back yeah I think once one person did i think it, they're gonna start flooding it's gonna flood <laughs> like my basement is flooded yeah i got it. okay uh, until next time the, the truth, truth is, is out, out there. there can i show you the picture of the next episode please here he is ah, oh boy! <laughs> thanks for listening to the major casts network stay fun stay nasty and stay major 